Hey everyone, do you love movies? Do you like betting? If you do, then Box Office Bets is the podcast for you. With Tom Cunningham and myself, Brian Ortega, we'll guide you through Oscar season with our breakdown of each Oscar contender and give you our projections based on what the betting market is saying about each Oscar race. Make sure to check us out every week as we focus on a specific movie and break down its best chances to win right here on Box Office Bets. Hey everybody, welcome back to Last Night in Vegas. I'm your host, Brian Ortega, and today we're going to be talking about Allegiant Stadium. So, in this particular episode, I am actually going to be going through uh, the event that I went to, which was the Ed Sheeran concert over at Allegiant Stadium. And this actually is going to be a little bit more of a like wide-ranging Last Night in Vegas, uh, just because... You obviously can't go see Ed Sheeran again, at least here in the United States. But if you're overseas, he will be doing some tours in Europe as well as other parts of the world. And this is actually more of a helpful tip for anybody who's going to be going to Allegiant Stadium in general for a football game, for a concert. Uh, Overall, just what to do when you are trying to get to Allegiant Stadium, because I know it's not the easiest uh event uh or event to plan for just in terms of parking where you should go how to get there what times and um the amount of walking that you'll have to do as well so this is the last night in vegas where we went to ed sharon at allegiant stadium hey everybody this is brian ortega from concierge confidential and this episode is brought to you by ao painting who have been experts in specialized coding servicing arizona for over 40 years AO Painting specializes in industrial projects and are a one-stop shop for sandblasting, industrial painting, waterproofing, and much, much more. To see more of their work and to get a quote, you can visit aopaintinginc.com. That's aopaintinginc.com. AO Painting, where specialized is where we start. All right, everybody, so let's dive into it. So I end up going to Ed Sheeran on October 27th, 28th, which was a Saturday. And I actually went right after work. I had been. I actually came from downtown Las Vegas, which is on the north side of the Strip, and I ended up making my way towards Las Vegas Boulevard on the I-15, which those of you that have been following is an absolute mess. So the I-15, for those of you not aware of the city of Las Vegas, is the freeway that runs right alongside Las Vegas Boulevard and is the main artery into what we call the Resorts Corridor. I always feel like I live in a big city whenever they say Resorts Corridor because it feels just as fancy. So, made my way there, and there's always sort of this little dance you have to play. It's like, do you want to park as close to the stadium as possible, or do you park further away and then walk your way to the stadium? So... I chose the latter, so I actually chose to park at the Park MGM, which the Park MGM is located one, two, three, four, about four hotels down from the actual Legion Stadium. And just for reference, for everybody to understand, the Las Vegas Strip itself is on one side of the freeway, and then the Allegiant Stadium is on the other side of the I-15. So you do have to essentially cross a bridge to get over to Allegiant Stadium. Uh, Also, for even more reference, uh, if you're not looking at a map while you're doing this, Allegiant Stadium is located right across from the Mandalay Bay. So the Mandalay Bay is the big gold building on the south end of the Strip that would be your closest access point from Las Vegas Boulevard to Allegiant Stadium. So 
now that we got sort of the logistics down, um, I ended up parking at Park MGM, which on this particular date uh, didn't have any event pricing. So it's important to note that a lot of these parking structures and parking garages for these hotels serve as the event parking for the arenas as well. So sometimes it will have event pricing. So um, lucky enough for me, uh, I am part of MLife. Uh, let's just say that I know somebody in MLife that has a very high standing and I'm able to park at any of the MGM properties for free, which always comes in handy when it's coming to the strip. So uh, anyways, even if you don't have that, you'll just have to pay the normal hourly rate rather than paying the event pricing, which is a flat fee and typically around, you know, 40 to $60, depending on the event, obviously, and how big it is, of course, and depending on which uh, parking garage you end up parking at. So I ended up parking at Park MGM. And since I kind of know my way around the strip, uh, I ended up, you know, walking to the places I need to get to. Uh, I would recommend this if you know how to navigate Las Vegas Boulevard, because if you're able to navigate it and know the shortcuts to get from one hotel to the other, this is a great option just because at least when the hotel or sorry, when the event is finished, you're not getting stuck in super long traffic lines. That always happens if you park at things at places like Mandalay Bay, the Luxor, uh, Excalibur, all the hotels essentially that are right around the sort of concert stadium area so again this is just for people who don't mind walking and also know their way around the strip quite well so end up going to from park mgm i ended up sort of cutting through the new york new york that's to me probably the fastest way to do it is to cut through new york new york it's actually one of the smaller hotels on the las vegas strip it actually only has 2900 hotel rooms and with that I was able to cross the bridge from the New York, New York over to Excalibur, which right on the other side of Excalibur where the bridge is, there is actually a free tram free uh, that will take you from the Excalibur all the way to the Mandalay Bay. So you actually cut out a lot of walking in between Excalibur all the way to the Mandalay Bay because it is actually quite a long walk, which I even walked it back just to kind of see how long it would take. It did take at least another five to 10 minutes to walk it. And I was walking pretty swiftly uh, between the, you know, the three hotels. So if you have time, I would just do the monorail. It'll cut down on time and cut down on a lot of walking that you'll have to do. So I ended up taking the free tram that runs from Excalibur all the way to the Mandalay Bay. You get stopped off right in the front of Mandalay Bay, which is closest to Las Vegas Boulevard, which is cool. But still, you have to walk an extremely long amount over to Allegiant Stadium. So you have to walk through the hotel, which the good thing is there's many, many signs to actually get from the tram, which is a main access point for a lot of people, all the way over to the um, really the starting point of walking over to Allegiant Stadium. So. Once you start walking over to Allegiant, uh, if you go at the right time, you can actually get a beautiful sunset view, which I was able to get when I walked over to uh, the concert. So when I actually crossed over the bridge, uh, the bridge, it's a little bit intimidating, especially in the summertime. This was fall, so the weather was absolutely perfect outside to walk. So the sun was kind of, you know, on sunset time. It was a nice little walk. It is shut down, so you're not having to dive through traffic. It's really the entire length of that bridge. But it is quite an incline, so as you walk up, uh, just make sure when you're walking, you know, walk at your own pace. But the cool thing is that typically in the summer, they will have misters that will be, you know, misting you as you walk along the bridge. And once you cross over the entire side of the other bridge, there is relief 
which is water. Uh, they do have big, giant, like, water jugs. They're gigantic, like, water jugs, uh, like, huge, uh, that will let you, you know, get a drink of water if you want when you once you cross that bridge. So that's a nice little touch that they added because I actually went to a Garth Brooks concert there in September when the, you know, one of the first years that they opened, and it was excruciatingly hot and an excru- excruciating walk over from Mandalay Bay over to Allegiant. Um, if you are, you know, um, if you're not, ex- if, you, if you need something that's more uh, like handicap accessible, uh, they do actually have little carts that will drive you to and from one side of the bridge to the other. And of course, you can always just go directly to the uh, stadium itself where they do have sort of limited parking. And of course, if you have handicap parking, you can do that as well. Uh, you can, that's one way of doing it. I haven't gone over the other ways of parking. I'll kind of go over those really quickly. You can always just park at Mandalay Bay, but I do recommend staying off the I-15 if you can, just because it is so hard to actually get off and get into the hotel itself, uh, getting off of, on Tropicana or Russell. It can be very, very busy because Russell is also the road that's the main artery to Allegiant, other than, you know, of course, Raider Way or whatever uh, Hacienda is what it's called and because it's shut down obviously so a lot of people will try doing Frank Sinatra which Frank Sinatra runs north and south and is you know accessible to Mandalay Bay but again it's essentially a two-lane road with lots and lots of traffic and people are trying to turn left into the hotel or right into the hotel and again it gets really really busy and of course really really expensive event parking for the hotels right across from Allegiant Stadium so uh, just keep that in mind. But a good thing to note is, is if you plan far enough ahead is that you can come off Las Vegas Boulevard. You could park valet, which typically valet for those events are going to be, you know, 40 or $50 at the end of the day. If you want the least or the most convenient way of doing it, that is it. Um, I ended up doing it with my parents when they went to see uh, uh, Garth Brooks, which they are the most inpatient people in the world. So they will, were not going to be making the walk that I did from Park MGM to Allegiant. So we just kind of talked to the valet attendant who really didn't want to park the car, but we gave him a, you know, a little extra tip and he was able to find a spot inside of the hotel. So good for the valet guy, but that's one way of doing it, but you have to do it pretty early because they're pretty strict on the, are you staying at the hotel? So on and so forth stuff. So, you know, just keep that in mind. So as we move into Allegiant Stadium, when you're walking on the outside of Allegiant, not too bad. They actually have a lot of security checkpoints to actually walk through. Um, you go through it. It was a breeze. Not a very long line. Not too bad. I got there relatively early. The concert doors opened at 5. <laughs> Excuse me. They said that the show started at 6. So they had two openers. And then Ed Sheeran came out, you know, around 8 o'clock. So I actually got there quite early. So I had time to, like, walk around, get some videos, try some of the stuff. Uh, in terms of stuff, I say food, and it was great, but I was there quite early, but as I walk in, it's a beautiful stadium. It it is a little bit cavernous to actually walk and get to your seat, especially when you get to the corners 
where if it's a very, very busy concert, you can totally see it being like sort of choke points where you have all this really cool art and stuff. But really, the corners are a little bit difficult to navigate, especially if it's a lot of people. But if you are there and you're at an event that it's not too, too crazy, kind of a nice little walkthrough. Um, if you want to take pictures or just take a look at some of the you know art that they have inside, uh, they do have some really cool, funky art inside of Allegiant Stadium. And a, th a thing that I didn't know was that Allegiant Stadium has lots of food options to choose from. They have everything from tacos, pizzas. Um, they have a, I believe they have a Raising Cane's. And I don't want to throw that out there that I have a Cane's. But they have many, many different brand name things inside of Allegiant Stadium, which is really, really great. Uh, for example, like Grimaldi's and all these other good, you know, pizza spots. Uh, Pizza Rock, they have all these things inside the stadium, which really offers great food options for them, uh, 100%. So I ended up getting my seat in what was called the Modelo section, which the Modelo section, I found out, they actually have four of those. Uh, they are not named just Modelo. They actually have different names. They have like the Bud Light section or Coors or whatever they name it, Miller Light section. They also have a Twitch uh, zone, so it's actually, I believe, on one of the end zones, and that actually has a um, like Hawaiian or tiki bar inside of it, which is really, really cool. But anyways, so these are in the quote-unquote premium seating areas, so I was actually seated like right where the 50-yard line is, you know, if it was a football field. So it was directly looking at the artist, and it was in, you know, sort of the first level of um, seats before you get to the ground floor. So with that, you were able to gain access to this sort of private area, which have more food on the inside of it, and is actually just for people in that section, which means you have less people to deal with in terms of uh, dining and also uh, any concessions. So, for example, beer, soda, wine, whatever. And they all have sort of different sort of bits to it. So... They have their own beautiful bar. It's big, giant, white. It's just very clean and crisp. And they have two very, very big bars. So they have the big bar in the center where most people are getting their drinks. And then they also had a bar on the wall that faces, you know, against where you walk in. So they're able to sort of take care of any cocktails you might have. And I think it's kind of cool that they actually had a premium cocktail just for the event that we were there for that day, which was uh, called Bad Habits, which was a drink made for the Ed Sheeran concert, which I think is actually kind of a nice little touch. So they had that. They also had a pizza place. They had a place that served sort of general concessions, so like chicken fingers and hot dogs. They also had a nacho section, which was sponsored by Tostitos. They had a hot dog section as well. Uh, they also had a Hawaiian stand, which you were able to get uh, different kind of uh, like teriyaki, like a teriyaki bowl, or you were able to get um, like a pork style bowl, which that was good as well. And they also had barbecue. And then you can get any like brisket sandwich or, you know, something of that nature. And it was fantastic. So I was really happy to see that those sections, there was something a little bit elevated about that as well. So as we got all of our concessions and moved my way to the seats, uh, really good seats. Uh, I actually had a great view of the stage itself. It was a very big stage, very grand. And if you you know have been following this, they actually had to cancel the first show that he was supposed to have there because the stage would not was not really cooperating with the stadium itself. So they couldn't put on the show. So then they had to reschedule. And this was his last scheduled performance in North America, which, you know, it's kind of cool, I guess. Um, so with that, it, it was the weekend of Halloween. 
So everything was, you know, Halloween themed on the stage. So it was all orange and had pumpkins, uh, which was, you know, kind of a nice little touch. But it was a pretty full, I would actually say it was a full sold out show. Uh, the ground floor, I don't think was as busy as maybe in the past it has been. But they did have, you know, many, many people that were there on, you know, general admission. I had a seated seat because I'm old. But I really, really liked the seats. The seats were very, very comfortable. I had a really good view of the stage. And I one thing I really enjoyed about the seats was that the cup holders were actually on top of the chairs and not on the bottom. So you were actually just able to easily grab which, you know, is very, very simple for me. So very nice that just it was in the perfect placement. So I'm really glad that they, you know, figured out how to put where cup holders go. So it sounds really random, but the cup holder placement, huge deal. So once the show actually started, let's talk about, you know, the acoustics. I have to say, with Ed Sheeran, especially when he was playing with his band, you kind of lost a little bit of his voice, but his voice is great. So I think it was all measured out correctly. I just think that the acoustics maybe are a little bit rough for this particular stadium because we had sort of the same issue with Garth Brooks when we went was that the acoustics don't sound as, as best as you think they could be. Uh, for example, like T-Mobile usually has pretty good acoustics. Uh, I remember we saw George Strait in both the T-Mobile arena and the, MGM Grand Garden and T-Mobile it did sound like it just hit a little bit harder so again it's hard to compare because T-Mobile Arena holds about you know 18 to 19,000 people when it's a you know in the round concert which this one was similar um, Allegiant Stadium holds about uh, I want to say 60,000 people so it's different you have a much larger stadium to fill you have you know a bunch of different sort of points to hit off of so it's a little bit different but Overall, when he actually sang by himself without his, you know, band or like backing track, just him and his guitar, he sounded fantastic. And I thought he was he did a fantastic job. Really high energy show. Uh, I really enjoyed myself at the show itself. Just, you know, jamming out to all the different stuff. It was on a rotating stage where he would actually run on the treadmill. I'm calling it a treadmill. And then he would control it going up and down by his feet, obviously. Um, and the best part was, was that because it was Halloween, he encouraged everybody to dress up. So some people dressed up, including himself. He dressed up as Chucky and uh, made sense because of the red hair, obviously, which made it a really you know fun show in, in, in general. Um, we did have a couple different uh, you know surprises. So he ended up bringing out um, the lead singer of Mr. Brightside, The Killers. Um, I had to think about it for a second and rocked it out. He sang a couple songs with him, uh, including Mr. Brightside, which everybody in Vegas sort of adopted as our like second anthem after viva las vegas uh just because it's become such a popular song um honestly it was the first time i got out of my seat uh just because everybody else did and really we were just it was a we were in a cool spot all the old people were were very content sitting in their seat and just watching the show um so yeah kind of a, a, an interesting mix uh, he interacted with the crowd quite well uh and overall it was a really fantastic experience so I've done the thing where I've left early and also done the thing where we've I've left right at the end of the show. Um, it definitely depends on where you're sitting. Um, I was sitting in a space that was actually very close to an exit, so it was actually not very hard for me to leave. But 
it is quite a walk, especially after a concert, to walk back over the bridge and then getting over to your your property. Um, I would still recommend walking at least back to the Strip and then taking the tram from Mandalay Bay over to like the you know Excalibur and then walking over to like the New York New York Monte Carlo area and then grabbing an Uber if you have to get to like the Win or the Encore just because just like any other big event space it's really really difficult to get an Uber or a Lyft at Allegiant Stadium at least on that side of the strip um, just because you actually have to cross back over to Las Vegas Boulevard it is very very hard to get over from Allegiant Stadium to Las Vegas Boulevard, and then you have to deal with more traffic uh, on Las Vegas Boulevard itself. So I would recommend going over to Mandalay Bay or you know Luxor, Excalibur, and then getting your Uber that will take you to and from wherever you have to go. I just skipping that one step of having to go over the I-15, uh, I think is going to really help you. So I would say Definitely worth it to go over a little bit early to Allegiant Stadium just because it is a beautiful stadium. The seats are very, very comfortable, and they have many, 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 many different bars. Uh, they also have a lot of different concession stand options to try, and it's definitely a place where you can go, chill out, hang, and sort of relax before the show even starts. So I think it's definitely something you can get there early for, and you don't have to sort of plan out the timing for when you and the let's just say, uh, performer are ready to go. So that's what I would say. I mean, the show ended about, you know, 10, 1030. Um, so I would definitely recommend eating before if you're going to be eating at a restaurant. This show, you know, the doors opened at five. Uh, when I was supposed to go the first time, I actually ended up going with a couple friends to Catch, which is over at the Aria. We ended up going to the Aria, and we were going to plan on eating and going. So... Honestly, we were there at, you know, sitting down at 5.30. Let's just say it's an hour and a half. That's 7 o'clock. So really not bad. You can definitely just you know, then take an Uber from there to Mandalay Bay, and you would have been there on time. Obviously, you've been cutting it close, obvious, you know, wondering in that way. But if you're going to get something, if you get it over at, let's just say, Mandalay Bay or Excalibur or Luxor, you'll have plenty of time to be able to walk over to Allegiant Stadium at that point. So that was actually getting to and from Allegiant Stadium. Hopefully that was helpful for anybody who's going to be going to an event there. Again, going directly to Allegiant is always, you know, up to you if you want to deal with, you know, traffic. And I would definitely get there very, very early if you're going to be getting and parking directly at Allegiant Stadium. Not a lot of parking there. So make sure to sort of plan your parking right before because once you park, Totally easy to get to from there. If you are staying on Las Vegas Boulevard, I would recommend taking an Uber or Lyft to Allegiant Stadium or Luxor. It'll definitely be much easier than trying to get all the way over to Allegiant Stadium with all the traffic and such going on. Um, if you're, you know, a little bit more, um, you know, uh, mobily challenged, uh, going directly to the to the stadium is probably the easiest, and I would recommend that, especially it, taking the extra time to go that way is going to you know, save a lot for you in the future just because that bridge is not easy, especially if you um, are not able to go up and down uh, the good old bridge. So 
that was Last Night in Vegas. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Um, hopefully, you guys really enjoyed the episode. Uh, there is the F1 event coming up next week, which is also the week of my birthday. Depending whether or not you're a fan of F1, we'll see if uh, it takes here in Vegas. But hopefully, you guys enjoyed this episode. Always, you can follow us on our social channels, which are at Keys to Vegas, which is on our Twitter and TikTok. And you can also follow us on Instagram, which is at concierge confidential underscore LV. And again, you can follow me, Brian underscore Ortega 26 on Instagram as well. So again, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And again, if you see me out in town, awesome. But if you do, remember, keep it confidential. <laughs>